listening to ComedySlamRadio.com. From our studios to the world, we bring you the finest in quality entertainment. So pop some popcorn, grab a smooch buddy, and settle in for another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com. Sorry, I can't take your name. Hello, welcome to the Let's Be Frank show. This week we have James Bailey in the studio. What's up there, man? What's going on with you, Davey? How you doing? I'm not doing too bad at all. We're going to have a comedian, Longhorn, calling in. He's going to be talking about his own comedy and uh, his new website, HelpfulComic.com. Sounds like a great website already. There you go. You need some help, man. I need lots of help. Not just with comedy. I think you might need some mental help. Well, yeah, I definitely need mental help. If I could afford a psychiatrist, I'd probably be labeled legally insane and wouldn't have to work. I can probably get a government check. But <laughs> you can't you just get a government check already? I don't like get... a single parent with a kid. Yeah, but she lives with her mom, and I'm overall kind of an asshole, so it's hard for me to get stuff like that. Because you're an asshole? Yeah. Oh. As soon as somebody starts to tell me, no, I'm not very good at, like, you know, rebuttal. That's why I'm so good at sales. Like, look, fucker, give me what the fuck I want. Did I swear on your show? Uh, apparently, you already did, dude. Um, <laughs> Should I have asked that beforehand? I, I guess you could have. I mean, is that how you want to rep yourself? As a swearing bastard? I Well, I you am are, a bastard. Right. I, I swear you're... from time to time. You sweared already twice. Yeah. You said fuck twice and like, I don't even See, think there's now a Now you said it now. Yeah, but it's my show. I could fucking say let's be fucked <laughs> on Fat Davey's show whenever I want. I'm not going to fuck Fat Davey on his show. No, no, you ain't, dude. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're, what are you, I think you're a little wasted or something, man. Oh, I'm, I'm a little buzzed. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to buy you a drink if you ever come on my show again. One vodka. <laughs> one vodka and cranberry, and you're like, mush. What the hell, man? Aren't dude, you like no, a man? It was, uh, it was all the other things I was doing at home before I got here. Oh, you horrible person, you. What the hell? What? It was just some meth and some crank and some heroin and some quaaludes. And... <laughs> How much stuff are you going to call off, man? What, did you do that? Were you doing all that crap when you were on the show this past weekend? Two weeks ago when you were doing Finley's? Did you get all crazy messed up when you go to Finley's? Not before. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I get off stage, I'm like, all right, who's buying me a beer, fuckers? Beer, quaaludes. And whatever else you rambled off. Lots of other stuff. I don't really, I, I don't even think they make quaaludes anymore. I don't know. I never really did that. I tried it once. It was a horrible, horrible decision on my part. <laughs> I was like 13 or 14 and I'd stolen one from my mom and I was just sitting there. The people that can't hear, that that, that, that are listening, can't hear you just put your face down. and they oh, just, they just I just hear assume silence. everybody's watching because of the camera. Yes. Basically, my chin hit my chest, and I was drooling on myself. And I knew I was drooling on myself. I was fully conscious and cognizant of what was going on. I, just couldn't, I couldn't do anything about it. That is pitiful, dude. It was. Oh, that's why I said I don't think I'd do one again. No, I'm not. I like. Uh, I like to remember the show, and I like to not <laughs> forget it afterwards. Um, but, but you, you were at Finley's. Uh, it was, uh, from what I understood, uh, everybody had a good set, but you, I heard you suck. Oh, I was uh, I was horrible, and no, uh, I fuck uh, you. You always here. do good at Finley's. Dude. I did. They it's everywhere else that you suck. I uh, I just had one bad set. I've had two bad sets uh, so far in my comedy career, quote unquote. Since the people just listening can't hear me do the finger thing, yeah. 
That sounded dirty. <laughs> well, you did two weeks so ago. Dirty. You were at Finley's. Last week, you uh, I hosted MC. Snappers. There you for go. The weekend, I, yeah. And I did that about a month and a half ago, and I think I'm doing Finley's next month. Okay. Uh, Kiernan, if you're going to dispute that, you can call and tell me no. But <laughs> other than that, I just booked myself on your show. Sorry about your damn luck. We share uh, a lot of things, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, <laughs> you got into comedy right about the same time as me, about two years ago, right? No, actually, I've only been in since August. You're a lying sack of crap. I swear to God. Dude, August, that's bull crap. I've been in since August. You're under a year? Yes. Get out of my show. <laughs> You're not worthy. Why didn't you lie to me? I never lied to you. No, I'm telling you to lie to me. What do you mean? You no. What? <laughs> you have, you've only been showing up at Jackson's August? Yeah. Doing open mics? Yeah. That seems so weird. Why does it seem like it's been longer? Just because I'm so awesome that I seep into every pore that you have, and I feel like an old friend come home from school. Oh, that's so horrible. <laughs> I can't believe you've been around only yeah. eight months, and it feels that it's like a fucking horrible relationship or something. No, that's a good relationship. That's uh on your account maybe. You're all fucked up on my show and trash. <laughs> I'm not trashed. I'm a little buzzed. <laughs> a little buzzed. I'm not going to I don't know what See, I don't know what the limits are to your show. You've let me say fuck a couple times. I think I'm you on know, like four. Just, just be respectful within respectful. reason. You know. Well, I'm not going to, you know, insult anybody necessarily. But... I didn't say you couldn't insult anybody. Oh, okay. Fantastic. You can't you just can't insult me. Oh, I see how it is. All yes, right. you have to be respectful of me. All you right. can insult everybody else you want. Who do you want to start with? You want to start with uh, Dave Hines? We could yes, disrespect the Dave shit Hines out of Dave Hines. Hines. Dave Hines has AIDS. There you go. Not HIV. Full-blown AIDS. <laughs> I wish it was something less serious. I, I don't want to get busted for stealing taglines from Family Guy. Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> I got less than a year. What are they going to do to me? There you go. Less than a year? Oh, because you're under a year in comedy. In comedy, yeah. You're like a comedy virgin. I am. I'm, I don't know. I've... I think I've I've done a little bit now. I've done a hosted a three different shows, did th- four shows at Finley's, uh, guest sets at Snappers and Coconuts. I think I'm doing. I mean, I might not have gotten all the way home yet. I've only my longest sets are like seventeen, eighteen minutes. All the way home. What does that fucking mean? I don't know. Like forty five. Like you know, full penetration, not just like the tip. Dude, are you comparing pecker size to comedy stage time? No, I'm comparing sex in general to comedy and stage time. Which do you think is better, sex or comedy? Ooh. Depends on who the sex is with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, keep in mind, I've only done 17 minutes at a time, and I had a great, well, the one show. 17 minutes at sex at a time or on comedy? Because 17 either. minutes might be long for you. Either. Either. No, 17 minutes is good, and, you know. I don't take the full Viagra pill. I just chop off a corner. Fucking crazy. One, one <laughs> Well, well, when you're young like this, you just take a corner. It just quadruples your time. So I'm about about 16 minutes now. Quadruple <laughs> your time to 16 minutes. That's horrible, dude. It, well, I don't tell them that that's why. I just tell them it's my heart medication. Your Before heart I have med- sex, I got to have my heart meds. What are you, like 30, 32, and you 32. got heart medication? I, well, when I start to list off all the things I did back in the day. Like the things you talked about that you did last weekend? Yeah. No. Well, yeah. But... <laughs> I haven't done anything hardcore for years, years. So, but I was I I did use hard drugs. I will admit that openly. I never smoked crack, never did heroin. Um, I never did crystal meth either. You can see I still got on my teeth. 
I'm flashing my teeth for the people that are only listening. Those look like white wood ones, though. <laughs> Dude, these are these are definitely real teeth. You can tell by the, the nicotine the stains. <laughs> the nicotine stains. So horrible. So when you're not doing drugs and and you're not doing <laughs> shitty comedy, where are you hoping this is all going to lead? You know, first of all, let's stop referring to my comedy as shitty. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say something, man. I've been Look, busting man, your chops the whole time. I know. First of all, you know. Let me just say this: all the shit, and I'm going to move for the people that are looking. I'm going to move my mic stand for the people that are, don't know. Fat Davey's talking a lot of shit about my comedy right now, but <laughs> the first show I ever did, Finley's with him. I didn't. I was supposed to audition, quote quote audition, and then I called Kieran, and he's like, "You know what? Don't worry about it." I talked to that guy, uh, Davey Franks, and he said you're really funny, so you're good. <laughs> yeah, and guess what happened? I killed. I hate saying I killed it. I had a really good, really great show. Everybody loved me, but I hate saying I killed it. It what? just seems so like everybody says I killed it. Uh, there's like even I, a book called I Killed. It. I've heard people say I kill it at open mic. Like nobody fuck nobody kills it at open. You might have a good open mic, but nobody I, kills it at open mic. I know people that have killed a room at open mic. <laughs> <laughs> they could take it from a good show down to like what the fuck happened here. Well, you can usually tell if you pay enough attention when a comic gets up. If five other comics from the audience get up to smoke a cigarette at that exact same time, you can probably guess he's not that funny. There you go. Uh, so if you're doing stage time at an open mic and everybody leaves, you can figure you suck. Is that what you're trying to tell everybody, man? We're Nate, supposed to be a helpful show. We're supposed to, you know. That does help. help. You need to get some new jokes if everybody's walking out doing your damn set. You're a harsh bastard, man. I, nobody's been nice to me. I'm nice to you. I even said nice things and got you a gig without first audition. For five, ten minutes, you're sitting here calling my comedy shit. I have feelings, you fat bastard. You can hide them pretty well. I think you're lying. <laughs> I don't think you actually have feelings. I do. Hungry, happy, horny, and I think um, you're. Uh, there's a fourth one. You're the four horsemen of my feelings. You're like uh, what did Eddie Murphy used to call uh, the people Goonie Googles or whatever they were? No, that's the that's the language that is weird. Sasquatch family spoke. Yeah, the you're like a, you're Sasquatch funny. <laughs> <laughs> and he was talking shit about me being, you know, eh, eh? Ah, whatever. <laughs> I, I, Change I, the subject. No, no, go ahead, quick. No, man, like a bunny. I, I'm not messed up. <laughs> I'm a delicate flower, although two vodka and cranberries do not trash my night. Did you really just say delicate flower? Uh, probably. Probably because I ate something flower with flowers made today. I don't know. It just came out. Leave me alone. It's the, my show. I say what I want. I do uh, what I want. I, I thought of something to say, but it might have been a little too mean. Go ahead. I, is it about me? Uh, yeah. Oh, you get one good mean one. Go when, ahead. When hold on. Hold on. In the words of Chris Gorgeous, check in, check in, give me a dirty one. Uh, I have no idea what that's about. Um, while I like Chris Gorgeous, <laughs> I've never seen his show. He comes in, him and the other guy, every time they're going to bring up a new topic, they go, check in, check in. So let's go ahead. This is your turn. You ready? Ding, ding. <laughs> All right. When you said you're a delicate flower, I was going to say you might have a delicate flower growing in the dirt underneath your titty that you can't reach when you wash yourself. It just seemed a little too mean. It's you know, and a little wordy on it. Had had I been a, a true delicate flower and stupid, I would have been offended that by that. But I'm not stupid, and I know that I'm a fat bastard, and it's hard to wash. So I have a, it's like a rag and a sponge stick. on a stick. Yeah, yes. so I can wash everything. I can reach <laughs> it all, man. I'm like a 95 year old man early. Reminds me of like The Simpsons. So I think we have our special guest caller on oh. the line. No, we don't. No, we don't. Okay, good. I'm gonna. Oh, I don't know. Can I do this on your show? I check my Facebook on my show because it's fun for me. 
Yeah, whatever, the show dude. that I used to have. But I would call out like John. Oh, never mind. That's something comedy writing. That was not really to me. You're, you're gonna read out random shit from your Facebook. Why no. don't you tell us about some if, of the history were... of you, of not just of you, but before you got into comedy, your father did comedy. Yeah, uh, my father. That... My father did comedy for twenty. 20 plus years, 22 years. Or and that's so. James Vernon. James Vernon. Um, he still has a YouTube jan- YouTube channel. Right. With, uh, James Vernon Comedy. All one word on YouTube. By the way, mine is James Bailey Comedy. So while you're on YouTube, you might as well just check them both out. Um, you'll hear, I think, I don't know if he put that one on there, but we do have a joke that I got some of mine from him, but not really stealing because he's my dad. and They're like you know. willed to you. Yeah. Like, you know, it really is if you, you don't inherit money, you inherit jokes when you're the son of a comic. There you go. I got shit for cash, but That's I got That's the only thing you inherit. You got that and the rape van. Yes, I got the rape, the pedophile van. The pedophile thing. van, I apologize. Let's clear this up. All right, we have our guest caller in. Is this comedian Longhorn? Yes, sir, it is. How y'all doing this evening? Not too bad. Fantastic. How are you doing? Oh, man, if I was any better, I'd be naked. <laughs> <laughs> and I would be scared. That is incredibly informative. I love it. Well, you know, I, I mean, you know me. I'm just that kind of guy. You know, just you know, put it out there. You know, you, you just never know who may be listening. You know, I'm I'm too old to be cougar bait. I'm now, you know, <laughs> pterodactyl snacks. So there you, you know, but they listen to the radio sometimes too. Hey, any milfs and gilfs, if you are out there and you want some old beef jerky, call comedian <laughs> Longhorn because he's hanging out and waiting. If he feels good, he'll get naked. Hey, you know what? <laughs> At my age, I take it. I, I take it like I get it. You ain't had none to even gums, okay? There you go. So, uh, hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, at my age, I'm gonna take it how I can get it. I'm only 32, and I'm still probably accepting more than I'm turning down, and not in a good way. <laughs> well, you know, I tell you, if you want to get more, if you want to get more, all you got to do is hang out at the grocery store on Wednesdays and Senior Citizen Day. There you go. <laughs> you get. Let me my, my problem. You can, carry, you can carry bags, and you'll get all the pudding you can eat. They they keep, they love pudding. I don't know what it is about senior citizens and pudding, but they love pudding. Let me slide that depends on. <laughs> let me slide that depends to the side, baby. Oh yeah, comedian. Uh, old ladies love pudding. As long as they got that banana flavored pudding, even, I'll be good. You know, I got a banana even, for them. It's not even zip snap and drop. <laughs> it's not even zip snap and drop. No, no, they got the new depends, you know, with the zippers on it. I mean, you know, not the zippers, but just with the uh, Velcro, just and there it is. Um, but that's, anyway. that's quick. That's that's quick. <laughs> Hell yeah! Why not? I might start wearing them. That sounds quicker than regular underwear, and I get to save time at work. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you something. I got a big ass anyway. Go ahead. Don't tell nobody. I told you this, but have you noticed the new walkers? Women on walkers is already just sexy because they're already in the right position, and the walkers have brakes on them now. <laughs> I like the I ones with the little knee pads on them. Have you seen those ones? Yeah, yeah. Those ones are and good. The, the ones that turn into a chair, they turn into a chair right there on the spot. Instant, instant lap dance right there. Yep. That's called the blowjob stool. You sit down <laughs> and they take over. Let me, let me sit on down and take your chair, baby. Or if their hip starts to go, you just prop them up on that. <laughs> There you go. There you go. You know, know people are really thinking bad about us right about now. People Uh, always think bad about me. I'd say say good things to nice people. You know, know, it is called Let's Be Frank with Dave Frank. So 
sorry about their damn luck if they can't handle it, but I think they can handle it because they've been listening to my crap for nine months now. This is great. I can lean all the way. Just for the people that can't watch this, I'm leaning all the way back in the chair and have the microphone extended to me, and I'm just very comfortable, and I feel safe next to big Dave Franks, very protected. If zombies come, they'll catch you before they catch me. If the bat, if the bath salt, if the bath salt zombies come, <laughs> I guess I do look more appetizing. I have more meat. I have chubbier cheeks, and they do go for the face meat. This is the the bath salt zombies. It's like they say: you don't have to be faster than zombies. You just have to be, you know, faster than your friend. Longhorn, you got these? Well, there, there you go. I just. You, <laughs> you have any zombies out there oh, by yes, you? Sir. You guys hearing about Do the I zombies? Have any zombies? Yeah, the zo- everybody's talking about the zombies in Florida because people are snorting bath salts and eating other people. You got anybody eating other people up by you? I, you know what? Missouri is a big state, so uh, <laughs> you, know, it's the, you know this is where meth, this is this is where meth was invented. Nice. So uh, it could be. Uh, I, you know, I live in St. Louis City, so I got enough duck. I got old folks with with Uzis. Yeah, I'm scared, but, uh, man. I I want to know who the first person was that thought of snorting bath salts. Like, I know a pothead will smoke potpourri. Potheads will smoke anything if you tell them to get them hot. Hey, dude, try that oregano. Hey, dude, try those yard clippings. It'll get you stoned, dude. I've I smoked a container of oregano. Somebody goes, just smoke enough. It's good. But who the fuck thinks to snort bath I got, salts? I don't know, man. You I guys, got one better than that. Go I for got it. one better than that. Who who was the pervert that decided sucking on a cow's udder uh, and drinking the milk was good? Ugh. Oh, yeah. I don't know, but I'm. Hey. He's got a point there. Man, I mean, like he's going back. I mean, like we're going like originators of everything. Like yes. that was the first pervert ever. No, no, no! I'm not doing it to get off. I'm doing it because it tastes good. I'm thirsty and I'm getting off. But that's beside the fact. That is horrible. Too, I got one. I got here. I got another one for you, just real quick. Um, you know, it. Um, women love for men to go down south on them. Well, back in the day, according to the Bible, it said that you should not eat split-hooved animals. <laughs> that is awesome. That is a split hoof. How, how, I'm the, sorry. I, the I, first, spent too much time, I spent too much time by myself in the basement. The first time you came up I with that. I miss basements. <laughs> I yeah, they don't stuff. have any basements in Florida. No, I miss basements. <laughs> Everything epic happened in well, a basement. Oh yeah, the basement is the thing, man. That's where it goes down at. I mean, you know, you can you know you can have major strip shows in the basement because they don't need as much pole. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Virginities are sacrificed in basements. I think it's something like seven an hour. Nice cross country. Hey, there you go. It's it's crazy. I like I, how I lost, my, I lost I lost my virginity in the basement. I told Coach that I needed. I really wanted to wait, but he didn't listen. <laughs> well, is that you, Coach Sandusky? You want to be a starter, don't you? You want you want to you want to be first string, don't you? We come on and now. You know, and I and I believed him. I drank the Kool Aid. Yes, I drank the Kool Aid. Yes, I did. I understand, uh, man. Everybody, everybody on the everybody on the A squad, everybody on the starting lineup has to play with a little coach, Dick. You know. See, I guess that's the advantage of being Jewish. Sure. And my 
my parents knew they didn't let me play sports. They didn't want me to get molested. Yeah. Well, hold on. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me back up. I didn't play with Coach Dick. Dick Coach played with mine because mine was bigger. Oh, oh, there you go. So that doesn't make you gay. Oh, no, that's not gay at all. Not at all. No, that's not. You what, actually what, were what the molester you? in that case. You exactly. had. Well, you know, hey, I, know. I, <laughs> I don't know how the laws work yeah, on that. You know, it's, 32-year-old man. He raped me uh, in his mouth. Sorry, <laughs> Dave. I really appreciate you having me on my on the show. Uh, I mean, I've been you know checking out some of your podcasts, man. What you're doing is absolutely awesome, and I just applaud you. You know, I want us to get that out there and say that before we get too far into your show. But I really appreciate and honor the privilege of being on your show. Thank you, and it's a privilege to be part of uh, your website, helpfulcomic.com. Uh, why don't you tell a little bit of uh, the, hey, well, tell the people a little bit about helpfulcomic.com. dot com. Helpful comic is uh, just that it's helpful comic. Uh, I'm a, I'm a comedian. I'm not a list comedian. I think I'm a high C, low B. Um, but I remember coming up in the game, and if I remember, I wrote an article. I wrote a blog about the ten things I wish somebody would have told me about comedy. Uh, a long time ago that I've had to learn over the over the period of time. And I'm like, you know what, there's a lot of people out here who are thinking about co- becoming comics. There are new comic, there are new comics, there are up-and-coming comics that really don't know the business of doing comedy business. Right. So therefore, I said, you know what, I mean, and I used to do, I do videos, which I have on my, on my YouTube, Longhorn, Longhorn Comedy on YouTube, but I do, um, I do different subjects where I would do a video about the business of doing comedy business. And I said, you know what? And I got to looking at all the different websites that are out there, and all these websites, all they talk about is your A-list, A- and B-list comedians here, you know, the ones who've already made it. Well, what about the comedians that's trying to make it? What about, you know, Wilma Waffle House waitress? You know, what about Henry, the housekeeping guy, who by day, you know, they're doing his regular job, but at night they're busting their butts you know, trying to make people laugh and, you know, some of these crappy bars we perform in, but they really don't know the business of doing business. So I say, you know what, I'll put it together. I'll put it out there. And I pray that, you know, I can, if I could help one comic uh, improve his career, then I've done something great. You know, you, you know, if I help we, then I have indeed helped me. Definitely. And I've been checking out the site. I mean, there's yeah. lots of good information on there. Aside from just my podcast, you have, there's a few other people's <laughs> podcasts on there, but you have different clubs, different bookers. I mean, there's all sorts of valuable information on there for people to find out if they're getting ready to head out on the road, if they're on the road and have problems. I mean, there's all sorts of great information on there. Well, and that, and that was the point, because like I say, you stop and think about it. I don't, you know, you, when a guy starts to decide he wants to do comedy, to, you know, the first thing he does is go to an open mic. Well, the other open micers who are, you know, who are what I call veteran open micers, you know, the ones who've been doing open mic for five or better years, they don't want to help the person because they don't think that that person's going to be there more than one or two, you know, one or two sessions. Then usually that person is gone. So there's no help for them out there. Right. There's no information. There's no outlet. So you know, if you if I could put it all together to where they can go to the one resource and go, oh, okay, well this is how you do this, or well, this is this is what's suggested that I do because I don't claim to be the comedy guru. I'm still making mistakes myself. I'm still calling bookers begging, trying to get gigs myself. Right. You know, I've been fortunate, you know, I, uh, cause I've, you know, I've done quite a bit of traveling. I've been over 
been to Germany twice in the last two years to uh, entertain the troops. I'm going back again in September. Great. Um, Very nice. You know, I've been been on um, Last Comic Standing, Who's Got Jokes, Judge Mathis. Um, Judge I mean, Mathis. I've traveled quite uh, yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's I like, how, I like how you put Judge Mathis in there real quick. <laughs> no, 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 we're we're gonna back up to that. Yeah. Tell us what, what were you doing on Judge Mathis? You ain't gonna skip over on that. Now. Come on. I went. I was smart. I went with another comedian. I went as his witness. And what? And what was? But I did get the. What was the setup? What did they? What, what was they the crime? And did Judge yeah, Mathis setup, yell at you? The, the setup. The setup was really warped. What it was? It was a uh, suit. It was a suit and a counter suit. Uh, <laughs> his. His sister-in-law was suing him, saying that he told her he could be her manager. He said she didn't. She wanted $5,000 for the services that she rendered, and actually all she did was have two T-shirts made and showed up at a club and had some business cards made that were screwed up. His countersuit, I mean, um, that's what she was suing him for. No, uh, well, no, that's what he countersued her for. She sued him because he saw her on Craigslist as a hooker, and took the picture to his brother <laughs> and showed the brother. The brother said, no, that's not my wife. Dude, I don't even know your wife, and I know that's that bitch. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't say that on the radio. You can say um, whatever you want. Whatever you I want, know man. that's her. Wow. Okay, but I knew it was her. So anyway, um, so what she did was she took – this is when MySpace was popular. She took his MySpace page and duplicated it and made a new page and had liars stamped across his forehead and started sending derogatory messages to different bookers and comics. You know, and this guy's a white guy, like six foot four. He looks like a baby Huey is what he looks like. His name's Matt Collins. Great guy, funny, funny as hell. I mean, he's hilarious. He's the last guy in the room you would think would be a comic. But he starts, she starts sending out these derogatory messages to uh, different comedians, black comedians, oh. calling them the N-word and the whole nine yards. Oh. So Man. people knew that he was my, he, they knew he was my buddy. So they started calling me before they beat his ass. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, man, I know something. Yeah, I know something fishy with this. Let me figure it out. And, you know, I'll call you back. And he told me the story. And then he got a call from the judge. I mean, they, they took it to court. And the Judge Mathis show called him. And he said, hey, yeah. And I told him, yeah, dude, I'll go. Shit, you know, I'll be on TV with just a national, just a national credit. I'll take it. There you go. <laughs> So, so did, I got to hang out with Judge Mathis. Did, you, did he Judge yell at Mathis you? Is the king, is the king of, huh? Did he yell at you? Did you get yelled at by Judge Mathis? Uh, no, I'm bigger than him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. Judge, Ma- Judge Mathis is the king of the leprechaun kids. Really? <laughs> he looks so big up there in the, his yeah, podium. Yeah, his high chair. And well, he's, he's so he's, mean to people. So he's who did he rule for? He's 5'4". His bodyguard is 5'6". <laughs> That's pretty short, man. I, I don't know if I'd be I intimidated. Make that one up, I swear to God. I don't know if I'd be intimidated by a five six bodyguard. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm well, not. You know, it's not. You know, Go ahead. It's not so much the Judge Mathis that intimidates you. It's just being on TV on the set. You know, just being. You know, that's what's intimidating. You know, it's being there, you know, it's, you know, they're taping in front of a live, you know, in front of an audience. You know, those people, they really do bring these. Those are not just extras. They really do bring those people in off the street. And so, you know, you're sitting there in front of them. And, like, I, I got, I think they showed maybe 30 seconds of what I said. I actually talked for about seven minutes. And they edited down to 30 seconds. Hmm. But uh, the, the, it actually went on for like an hour. I mean, it was, you know, and they just edited it down to a 30-minute show. So... 
Did your boy win? It's, it's pretty intimidating. Oh yeah, he well they um, they both won, so he ended up getting two thousand dollars. Yeah, he uh, he ended up getting no, he ended up getting yeah two thousand dollars. You know, he broke me off a little change. You know, plus I got to go to Chicago, uh, nice. stay in a nice hotel, get picked up, get picked up at the at the airport in the limo. You know, all <laughs> that good stuff. You know, so that's not a bad deal nice. at all. It was, it was it was it was better than going to Chicago with a meth dealer. You know, so right. it was nice. <laughs> well, I mean, you don't really want to ever go anywhere with a meth dealer. No, you want to get your meth and leave him behind. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to travel with your hey. dealer. No. Well, you know, well, you know, and now that you know, they got meth now where you can—they call it shake and bake, where you can actually take and make it in a in a jug while you just walk around and shake it up, and you got instant meth right there. It's like sink of coffee, right there. <laughs> so, shake uh, <laughs> what the f- shake and bake meth? I have never done Ooh. meth. I don't even know what I'm it does you. to you. Shake and bake meth. I am gonna. I joke around a yeah. lot, but let's be honest. I like I like to smoke a little bit of weed, and that's about the extent of it. And have a couple drinks. I couldn't imagine. Like, who are the people that are inventing, you know, let's smoke bath salts. How do we figure it? Let's get our crystal meth quicker. I don't have three hours to cook this shit. I need it in five minutes or less. I need some shake and bake. Shake and bake. The worst uh, thing. How about the, pe- how about the, how about the people that are snorting Roundup? Come on, dude. What's what? Roundup? It's a uh, pesticide. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, how about we're snorting pesticides? Yeah, snort, yeah. Or, yeah, weed killer, not pesticides. Snort, snort you some Roundup. Well, like the the granules, yeah. they're crushing up the granules. That's crazy, yeah. dude. The craziest thing, and I know all this. This is chemicals, but the worst thing that I think I've ever heard of, and I heard it on the news, so it must be true if it was on the news, right? But um, they talked about how kids that had no money, no nothing, they wanted to get high, and they were pooping in a jar, and they would put a balloon on the top of the jar and wait for the methane gas from their own ass. To fill up the balloon and suck on the balloon to get high. You got to be a broke bastard to suck on your own ass. That's ass. that's that's almost as no, bad as butt no, chugging. No. Have you heard you, it? You uh, have to be wearing a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not, you're going to be wearing a helmet afterwards. Because I right? know some of the things I've eaten. I can't imagine huffing on my crap could be good oh, for you. Oh Jesus! I can imagine like yeah, it you, would, you, you, you truly are. You truly are shit face at that point. Heck yeah. <laughs> now, uh, Longhorn, have you heard of butt chugging? This is something. Butt chugging? Butt chugging. This is something that I heard I, about. I, no, this this is no lie. Butt chugging, what high school kids are doing are taking tampons, soaking them in alcohol, and then inserting them into rear orifices. And what? To get drunk. Really? You soak the tampon in alcohol, and you let all that liquor get in there, and then you st- and it goes right into your bloodstream, dude. It doesn't go through your stomach. You get drunker faster. It yeah, be- because yes, well, I, I used to be a I was an army medic. Okay. And the orifice, and the, you know the the, the rear end of the anus is will absorb stuff into your blood system faster than your mouth. Oh yeah, dude. Back when my. <laughs> It, my but heart. it tastes good. Why ruin it by throwing because it? Because they're high school kids, and it doesn't come yeah, out in your breath then. They can stick a tampon up their ass in the morning, be drunk all day at school, and never have it be on their breath. All their teachers just think they're fucking autistic. I, uh, you know what? I don't even like wiping my own ass, let alone thinking about sticking a tampon up there. I would you never have done what? that in high I'm, school. I just skipped. Uh, this was a comedy show at one point. Years old. 
I'm 45 years old. I'm happy to get stuff out my ass, let alone something <laughs> yeah. up my ass on purpose. Right? Now, you're 45, you said? Yeah. And yeah. I'm, 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 I'm a granddaddy of seven. I, wow. I was going to say, I, was, I saw, because I'm 40, I'm not married, no kids. You're 45, and you've got, I think I was watching some of your, you have seven grandkids, and you even knew all their names. I was watching one of your things. You had the, the great names Dude, they're, for them. They're his grandkids. He's going to know their names. No, man. you should hear the names that he calls them. <laughs> oh, let me hear the names. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell them all the names. Can I, say, can I, can I call them by name on, your, on the air? Yeah, you Absolutely. say whatever you want. Oh, well, my, my grandkids, you know, I love them dearly, but my grandkids' names are Stop, Quit, Sit Down, Shut Up, Come Here. No, you can't have no more. When the fuck is your mama picking you up? <laughs> that is oh, great. Oh, I can't wait to be a grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're already a daddy. I'm a dad, yeah. It's the coolest thing in the world, really, because, see, when you get tired of swallowing them, you can sit in their little ass home. It's uh, oh, nice. Yeah. It really is. It's, and I'm, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm so disciplined on my daughter, and I'm so strict on her. I, like, every kid that she has, like, I'm just going to be the softest disciplinarian in the world. I'm going to let them get away with murder and then just send them home and laugh. <laughs> laugh hysterically. Give them sugar. Well, i tell you this. Now, I'm going to tell you. Let me, let me explain something to you, young man. Um, the older your kids get, the more expensive their problems become. And it doesn't stop just because they move out and graduate from college. Oh, they just get more expensive. So yeah, <laughs> I was really hoping that's when it would stop. See, instead of buying hundred dollar tennis shoes, now you paying light bills. Now you paying gas bills. Now you're helping to pay for trips to the Bahamas. So that's why you had to hurry up and become a headliner, man, so you can make the big ducats to send back to the kids and the grandkids. <laughs> <laughs> no, I became a headliner so I can be out of town more, so I can hide my truck from the repo man. <laughs> can't can't get can't get my truck if you can't get me, right? I don't I think there are a lot of repo out of state. Too many, not too not too many repo guys coming to Michigan for the Rango. There you go. <laughs> it was funny. There was a time uh, when I was pretty damn broke, and my my neighbor was like, "Dave, you know, I know you haven't made a car payment the other day. I was I was down at the pool." Uh, and he's like, Dave, he calls me on the cell phone. Dave, there's a tow truck driving around the parking lot. I think they're looking for your car. And I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God. I got over. I run to my car. I park it in the apartment complex across the street, and I come back over. Man, I never – it was one of the lowest feelings I ever had, but I still got that. <laughs> I still got my Honda, though, bro. I finally paid it off. There you go. <laughs> I ain't let that. There you me, go, man. That, that, Buckets, it costs more when they repo it. Yeah, listen, my I, Honda's been through everywhere with me, and she survived some bad, some some bad credit, but she got paid off. It's good to go now. Eight years later, see, my, my credit is bad. My credit, so my credit score is twelve. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still think I have a three-digit yeah. credit score. I don't. Well, I got three digits, but there's a negative sign in front of it. See, I'm pretty sure my. Uh, my credit see, scores in special ed. Actually, my credit's getting better, man. The other day, I got a, I got an American Express in the in the mail the other day. I really did. That was pretty cool. It's prepaid, but it's American. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever it says, American Express, don't it? Yo, you know what's funny though? After I had, after I had a little bit of credit issues, I became very good at saving money. I'm like, you know what? 
bank, 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 savings, savings, savings. This is never happening to me again. Because I fell hard. I was on my ass. I had nothing. My fat ass was living on macaronis for three meals a day. And it wasn't even good macaronis. They were like the the poor pissant Mexican macar- macaronis that you buy the Dude, Modelo's if, at Big Lots. If it wasn't for fucking food stamps, I'd have been starving like the last month and a half. Oh, yeah? I am not too proud to say that I, I'm on EBIT. EBT, baby. <laughs> hey, if if it wasn't for my neighbors leaving their windows open, I'd be in, I, hey, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> Yeah, I had this one neighbor who they never had money, and she she refused to work, and her she just mooched everything off her boyfriend, and the boyfriend only worked at like um, a fast food place, so he didn't have a lot of money. He couldn't afford the electric bill. He used to run the uh, electrical cord down to the neighbor's house to get electric to run the air conditioning, uh, <laughs> that or just to turn the fans on. Now, Longhorn, how long have you lived in Missouri? I well, I'm from Texas originally. What I part? moved out here from Kansas. I'm from a little place called Temple, Temple, Texas. And it's, it's in the center of the state. It's like 36 miles from Waco. Uh, people people usually know Waco is where they had that big barbecue at. Yeah, <laughs> big church picnic. <laughs> my uh, the reason uh, I ask so, is my I, huh? I was gonna say the reason I ask is my father. Uh, we were talking about this before we called you. Uh, my father did stand-up comedy, and he's from Houston. He started in Houston about 22, wow. 24 years ago. And you guys actually yeah, he have the... knows Picard. He knows uh, Carl Falkenberg, and he knew Kennison. And... So that whole awesome. original That's crew. Really from awesome. Out. Yeah, he's one of the original outlaws of comedy. He knew. Yeah, my father so passed. Yeah, he passed uh, a year oh, and a I'm half sorry. ago. Uh, it's uh, it happened, you know. And I'm sorry, bro. He passed about a year and a half ago, but he passed he passed down a horrible pedophile ban and some old jokes. For oh yeah, I got I got some. I inherited some great jokes. <laughs> so you know, but you don't really use much of your you don't really use much of your dad's jokes. No, on I stage use uh, I use two, and I mean it's they're two good ones, but they're just I only use two, and it's two that I really liked, and it's really an homage to him. So. They're just really good jokes that don't deserve to die. They're, you know, and he wouldn't want them to. There you go. So. There you go. There you go. But I mean, I moved out. I moved to St. Louis from uh, Kansas. I got out the army. I'm a, I'm a veteran. I got out the army and um, met a young lady and got married. And I got offered a job in St. Louis. And matter of fact, 20 years ago in August and. I've been here ever since. Raised my kids here. You know, I raised in, I'm in the little suburb town of, of St. Louis called Alton, uh, Illinois. So um, right. I've been here 20 years, man. And I'm gonna tell you, uh, yeah, I I I I, um, I fear for my life on a regular basis. <laughs> <laughs> so you you started. We were talking earlier you know, today, and you started in comedy a little over 20 years ago, but you haven't. It was only over the last five or six years that you hit it full-time and hardcore. But what brought you to comedy? What made you decide to try it to begin with? Well, see, growing up, man, uh, we was poor. I mean, I mean, we were so poor, man. We we were so poor, we ate cereal with a fork so everybody can get milk. <laughs> That's how poor we was. Nice. So the only thing that you really had was laughter. So we used to make fun of each other and tell little stories and make up stuff and my uh, my mama's whole side of my mama's family is they're all touched. I think they they all drink the same water. They all need Jesus and a prescription pad and a drink <laughs> and a couch. But they were very funny people. 
And so I learned to be funny at an early age. And then growing up watching, uh, you know, listening to Red Fox and and George Carlin and uh, Howie Mandel was a real big influence on me, really. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg with her with her with her storytelling. I used to do their jokes, just having fun, you know, with my family and friends. And then I was in Washington D.C. and I saw this thing said uh, said open mic, and this was in 1990. And I went out and uh, I'm gonna tell you something, young comics are listening to this. Intro makes a difference. Your introduction can make or break your show. I'm telling you now. Because I did the open mic, and this guy introduced me. He gave me the worst intro I've ever had in my life. He goes, hey, ladies and gentlemen, coming to the stage, this next gentleman. Y'all may have seen him on the World Wrestling Federation. He is the world champion, according to that belt that he's wearing. Y'all, coming to the stage, Coco, beware. Oh. <laughs> oh. Now, and honestly, were you dressed like Coco, beware? No, I was wearing my <laughs> cowboy gear, but I decided to. Well, my I had a I got a trophy buckle that is so damn big. If I go to Ponderosa, I can get half price because I got my own plate. <laughs> I'm wearing my trophy. Ponderosa I'm my trophy buckle, and so you know he had never seen a buckle that big. So he, you know, he decided to make a joke out of it. Called a wrestling a wrestling belt. Nice. I bombed so bad, man. I should have changed my name to Ahmed. Uh, <laughs> I I had a I had but one. I Heck yeah, I had a bombing experience once. Um, it was funny because I hadn't bombed before, and there was a comedian. We were, it was a big open mic, and uh, a lot of people had come in because it was going to be taped. Uh, and this one comedian from up in Orlando, I think it was comedian uh, Preacher Jovial or something like that. Nice guy, but he goes, hey, Dave, you ever bombed before? And I'm like, nope. And he goes, oh, maybe tonight. Sure enough, that night I bombed. I'm like, you can <laughs> never come back. If I'm on a stage, you can't come to the show, you bastard. You jinxed me. Um, I would have beat his ass. I would have <laughs> beat his ass for jinxing me. He, he had like 12 friends with him. I didn't want to get beat up. My first uh, my first big bomb my first big bomb was at the contest in Punta Gorda. I had done a couple of shows before that. I had done like three shows where I had gotten like 15, 17 minutes, and it was good. And, you know, you could watch the tapes, and people are laughing the whole time, and they loved it. And I watched these tapes before I went up there, and I picked out, like, all right, I'm only going to get five minutes. Let me pick out which ones really hit. And I went up to do this contest, and I got a little giggle off the first one, and then nothing. <laughs> like, I mean, flatline, dude. People just looking at me. They weren't even smiling at me. I was like, oh, my God. I drove two hours for this. Yeah. <laughs> to get beat up on by Johnny Bell. Oh, and Bell. Oh, Bell torched me. But he yeah. torched you in, you know, fun. I don't know, dude. That was brutal. <laughs> he he was rough with me, man. You know what? I, What's up? I personally, I don't want people to laugh. Through, I want people to laugh, but I want them to laugh where I want them to laugh. I don't want them to laugh throughout my whole set because I really want them to hear what I'm saying. Well, what about that whole thing where you want to have a certain a certain amount of laughter per minute? Do you use that where you need to have six laughs a minute, or you go with a totally different uh, thought process while you're on stage? I go with a different thought process. I'll take my 10 laughs in a minute, and then I'll take another 30 seconds to, you know, to, 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 because I, I, I'm more of a storyteller than I'm just a jokester, than a jokester, you know, so I'll take, you know, and, and to some comics, silence bothers them. No, silence means they're listening to you. Right. Now, if you're in a situation where you only got five minutes, you know, as I say, 
you only got five minutes to sink or swim, then you go out there and you do, and this is Longhorn's way, Young Comics, I better not hear this come back from you. Well, I don't care if I can. But Longhorn <laughs> does this thing. I call, I go out and I throw my dick on the stage. Nice. I'm okay. short, fat, so that's what I and call. Jewish. I can't fucking throw my dick on the stage. <laughs> well, yes, you can. <laughs> what I mean by that is if you yeah, got five lay down. minutes, you know, if you got my, if you got five minutes to ride hard and put them away wet, you go out there, bam, here it is, and you just go. You drive, bam, 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 and you hit your five, and then you come on off. You get as much laugh there as you can, because in five minutes, using the regular formula, you should get at least thirty laughs. You should get. Uh, you should get at least two applause breaks in there. Nice. If you're hitting them hard. Okay. And then you come off stage. Boom, you're done. But if you're doing a 30, 45 minutes, an hour set, I've done shows where the feature, well, I was the feature and the headliner didn't show up. So I told him, look, I'll, if I get all the money, I'll do the hour and a half. Nice. No problem. Well, then you t- then you have to stretch out a little bit. Then you get to be comfortable and talk to the people and get your setups, you know, do your proper setups and, you know, get your laugh, you know, small laugh, bigger laugh, major laugh. Yeah, it's times you like know, that so when you get time to work with all that. Which is nice. That I'm doesn't sorry. always yeah, no, that's the way it goes because in the beginning, you know, you're you're trying for your five or your seven minutes so that you can get up there and prove yourself. And it takes a little bit of time before you or it takes a while before you get the opportunity to be up there for 15 or 20 minutes normally um, to get that kind of experience. I know I didn't get my first 15 minutes set until I guess it was August. Or no, when did we do the first Finley show? October. So no, that was my first November. November, November of 2011 was my first 15, 16 minute set. Other than that, I was always you know the five to 10 minutes. But it's good now. You know, I, I'm a pretty confident 10 minute, 12 minutes on stage now. Which is good. Well, let me let me explain something to people. Because see, I hear a lot of new comics. So, oh man, you know, I'm getting tired of doing this three minutes, five minutes. First and foremost, a lot of y'all, you know, a lot of these comics, young comics, have been in comedy. I say you've been in comedy five minutes. You got three minutes of material, and if you take the cussing out, you got a minute and a half. <laughs> okay. When you get to the point to where, first and foremost, if people are letting you, here's my biggest pet peeve with new comics, is that they finally get a chance. I'm like, here's a scenario. I had a, this one comic who, he's been doing comedy a year, and they gave him a chance to host the, uh, the, the comedy club in this particular city. And he got to host three times in a year. You've only been doing comedy a year. Wow. And That's pretty damn good. To get- because mm-hmm. he's not... Exactly. You're fu- he's fussing because he's not a feature. I'm like, first and foremost, you haven't <laughs> earned the feature. Right. Okay. Second of all, if you're getting 15 to 20 minutes, it's not the, the stage owes you nothing. I agree. These people owe you nothing. You have to earn this. Back in the day when I was coming up, now these other things that burns me up about these comics is, you know, they get me, oh, man, well, you know, uh, I offered a guy a shot to come do a, a gig with me in Kansas. And they lived two hours from where I was performing. I said, look, dude, I give you 100 bucks and no hotel room. He's like, oh, man, I can't come for that. I'm, I just can't come for that. I'm like, dude, you're two hours. I said, well, what are you doing anyway? Are you booked? No, I ain't booked, but I just can't come two hours one way for 100 bucks. I'm like, dude, I'm going to tell you something. I have driven 1,500 miles to do five minutes and bomb. Right. <laughs> and he's guaranteed 100 bucks. You're only going to spend 20 bucks each way. Bucks. Yeah. 
He's going to spend 20 bucks each way. When's the next time he's going to get paid well, 60 bucks to do 10 minutes worth of comedy? You might. I have a big-ass van. It's going to take me at least 60 to get there, 60. But I don't care. I'm doing it anyway. Yeah, sorry about your damn luck and your big van. <laughs> but the point behind what I'm trying to say is this, though. Uh, back when I was coming, when I first came up in the game here in St. Louis, I got back, well, I told you I started in 90, and then I went back to Kansas. There was no comedy there, so I moved to St. Louis in 92. In 93, I got back on stage for a couple of years there, and I was hanging out with guys like Seth the Entertainer, uh, Lavelle Crawford, um, you know, these guys, you nice. know, that are coming up in the game. You know, I would, I met, I mean, I opened for Dolomite. Now, I know you guys may not know who <laughs> Dolomite is, but you may want to look him up. He, but I opened for Dolomite. No, I've heard you of You know, um, and this guy was a comedy. He's a, he's a, he's a, uh, a 70s comedy legend. You know, I met Fred Berry before he died. That's great. You know, uh, uh, who was rerun, who yeah. was rerun from, uh, anyway. But my point is, back then, if you got stage time, if you was an opener, you was lucky to get some a Sprite and some chicken wings. <laughs> you didn't get no money. I, no, you didn't get no money. That's how I come. I tell folks, look, I'm not, and I still use it as a joke today. I tell people, look, I'm not going to be here for long. They paying me, chicken, you know, they paying me in Sprite and chicken wings. So y'all just get these quick jokes, and I'm out of here. But <laughs> my point is, is that we didn't get paid to open shows. We were grateful just to have some stage time, just to have somewhere to go to get down. You are not old in the com young comics. You are not old anything. You decided to get into this comedy game. And this bitch is a, is a vicious heifer. She will chew you up, spit <laughs> you out, take your money, fuck your daddy, and not write you. <laughs> and that is so true, man. I've seen a lot of people come it's and brutal. go already in just the two years that I've been around. And, and it can be brutal. It's harsh. I've seen some people that were so horrible, but they were too slow to realize they were that bad. And I've seen some people that have really been that I was shocked and amazed at how how far along they've come in two years since I first started seeing them. Shit, half the time I'm shocked and amazed that I can remember my jokes after two years. I still and I like now, using so, old jokes too. You, I got out of comedy because my wife said either give up the family or give up comedy. So I, I missed them terribly. But, uh, <laughs> <no>. <laughs> That's what you get, woman. There you go. I gave up. I gave up comedy because my wife asked me to. Well, we got the we ended up getting divorced, and I went back into comedy in 2005. And there's something about a black guy in a cowboy hat, you know. That you know, I some people look at me like I'm the black version of Woody from Toy Story. <laughs> but, um, so what I decided to do was people wouldn't book me. Because they just didn't I'm in St. Louis. They just didn't understand the black cowboy thing. So what did I do? I started my own show at a club. Not only did I start my own show at a club, I started my own. I started two shows at two different clubs, one on a Tuesday night and one on a Sunday night. And um, I became, and, and that's where my, a lot of my success came in, uh, being on stage that much because, and then two, I had comics knocking down my door trying to get on because, if you, I had to, I had a, a host, a, fe, a host, a opener, a feature, and a headliner, and the minimum money I would pay was fifty bucks. That's minimum you got was fifty bucks. That's pretty you nice. Guaranteed. Yeah, that. I like that. There's, I've okay. done shows for less than fifty yeah, bucks I was, now. I was, right. You know, but I had two rooms going. My point is this: if, just like you, uh, Frank, me, Dave, you say you've been doing in comedy two years. What did you do? You created you a vehicle. <laughs> 
in order to increase your comedy. You created a podcast. Yep. Sometimes you have to create your own door. There is no door for you to walk through. Sometimes you got to make your own door. Especially when you're Fat Davy size. Sometimes you need double doors to get through. Because I'm a pretty big hey, dude. you know what, man? <laughs> I just want to open a window. I, I love big comics. You know, I love big comics because y'all always know where to get the best damn food. There you go. <laughs> there you go, man. Buff, buffet specialist here. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get that on my name tag. Buffet specialist. There you go. But hey, Longhorn, we got I about. Mean, I'm sorry. We got about three minutes left in the show, so I like to do a little something okay. at, at the end called shameless plugs. Are so, you, are you serious? Yeah, okay. shameless plugs. You don't want to plug. You don't want to plug where you're going to be next. Shameless plugs. There you go. Take a minute and tell us where you're going to be doing some performances, comedian Longhorn. Let us know. James isn't going to get shit because I don't like him anymore. Whatever. Go ahead, Longhorn. You okay, first. Well, my, well, thank you very much. My thing is real simple. You can find me uh, longhorncomedy.com. I'm on the web. You can find me on YouTube under Longhorn Comedy. You can find me on Twitter, Longhorn Comedy. Of course, Facebook, Longhorn the Comedian. Click the link off Dave's page because I'm almost at 5,000, so get in before I move over to a fan page. There you um, go. My next gig is um, uh, I'm going back to Germany in September to perform for the troops for the third time. My next gig is this Thursday in East St. Louis. I got a once a month there called uh, Funny First Thursday. Uh, bulletproof vests and pistols are given out at the door. Oh, thank God. Anything in St. Louis, I need protection. Then I'll be going to uh, Kansas. I'm, yeah, I'm headed back up to Kansas to perform at Fort Riley and in Junction City, Kansas. Um, matter of fact, I just got booked today to open for a rapper by the name of Gucci Mane. And nice. I got to do oh, a okay. research because I, the last rapper I remember was Nelly. So, uh, <laughs> he's he's, he's kind of popular. <laughs> he's pretty popular with the young Gucci kids. Man. I don't like them, but I don't like okay, a lot of hip hop nowadays. I don't like a lot I'm of it. Opening, I'm opening. But see, I've opened for I've opened for David Allen Cole. Okay. So, okay. But so that's what Longhorn is. And oh, don't forget the biggest thing. Please check out my website, helpfulcomic.com. I'm not saying I'm the comedy guru, but I'm sure I got something there that can help you. And that's all I'm really wanting to do. You can even buy books. You know, the, the books that come off of Amazon, so right. they're legitimate books. You're not going to just buy a cover and some paper on the inside. It won't and be a book written by Dave Frank. I, <laughs> huh? I said it will not be a book written by David Frank. Not yet, anyway. Well, it, there, will be in, there will be in the near future. I got faith in you, bro. I do. Um, but last but not least, I, I really pray that your microphone is always powered and that every one of your jokes hit, and that each performance ends with a standing ovation. I'm Longhorn the Comedian. God bless you. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you very much for calling in, Longhorn. I really appreciated having you on. I know I think my next gig is going to be, uh, you know, I'll be doing some open mics trying to get a break, but I think I'll be at Finley's Irish Pub in August. Uh, I think it's, I don't know, August 20-something. I'm not really sure the date. Um, for all I know, he might even change his mind. Kieran, call me up and book me. I need more <laughs> gigs. I work for that delicious hey. meatloaf sandwich they have at Finley's. It is good. I do my plug. That and it, oh, you want to do a plug? Sorry about your plug. damn luck. Do you want to do a plug? Do my plug. As long as it's not a butt plug, should we let him do a? Should let we me let do, him do a plug? Let me do my plugs. You want to do a plug too, Gwiggy? All right, my plugs. Go ahead. 
What's on, your the, on the 25th of July, I'll be at uh, Billy Jack's Burger Shack in Largo for the first annual WTF, uh, what, or no, first annual OTM WTF show. You know, OpeningTheMic.net is uh, the website. You can also go there, check out me, Dave Hines, uh, some other funny people. We're fully supported by Full Throttle Wrecking Crew, which is our sponsor, so I got to say that too. And then on the 27th, I'll be doing a uh, comedy thing in Tampa also to benefit veterans. That's uh, the 27th of July on a Saturday in Tampa somewhere. Then, of course, James Bailey Comedy on YouTube and Comedian James Bailey on Facebook. Good for you. Are you proud of yourself? So proud. Go ahead. I'm proud of him. I'm proud of him. And if you ever need a comic to do veteran stuff, Give me a holler. I do it on a regular basis. I, I can go into that, but I won't. But, um, yeah, man, if you ever need another comic for veteran stuff, I'm a vet myself. So, yeah, you got to check out my website. Once you look at my website, then you'll understand what the deal is. Yeah, his red, white, and blue shirt and the whole bit. Well, definitely, uh, thank you for your service as well. Def- thank you. Always appreciative of vets. That's why I'm doing the show. I'm doing it pro bono. I'm not getting paid at all, but I don't care. Anything that I can do to help out vets. My father was a vet. Family go. over there right now, so I'm always willing to help out when I can. All right. Well, thank you guys. Thank you for your shameless plugs, Longhorn. Thank you for calling in, and we are tuning out. We will tune in next week where we have a special guest, Allie. And if you want to visit Allie now, you can visit her at I Laughed at the Cripple Girl dot com, and <laughs> she is. Oh, a, nice. You know who it is, right? Yeah, yeah, she's calling yeah. in next week, and she's got you know she's a great girl, great personality. She's got some disabilities that she works through, and it's just phenomenal. But check out I'm a Cripple Girl dot com. Check out comedian Longhorn. Longhorn. Wow, I almost said that messed up. But it's time to go wrap up the show. Thank you for calling in. I'll shoot you over the links, and everybody have a good night. Nice James, thanks for coming in. Always, brother. Longhorn, thanks for calling in, and have a good night. James Thank Bailey. What was that? I'll tell you what that was. That was another fine show from ComedySlamRadio.com, where we put the dot-com in 